Hey, this is Tom Singer from the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. You are listening to Bob Nolly and the Labrador Leadership Podcast, which is better than a basket of puppies. Nice. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Hey, welcome back, everyone. How are you? Did you have a good start to your day? I hope you guys all know what I'm talking about there. Welcome to the big show. Welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Alex Moss is here. Miss Alex, how are you? Hello. I'm pretty- I'm, um, I'm I'm fair. You know, I, I'm saying that. I'm really fantastic. I just fantastic. say the same thing. Okay, fair. Just got to mix it up. As long yeah. as you don't get down to being pretty crappy, you know, that would be hey, bad. Bob, that would be bad. Bob, what? Bob. Yep. I'm doing great. Let's talk about stress again, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, you know, I think one of the counterpoints that we established with the folks that are listening to us, and thank you, God, for listening to us and all of you that do. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Uh, is, is there's a counterpoint between you and me and our generations. And, uh, and some folks have told me, and I believe you've gotten this message as well, that uh, somebody said, Bob, you have a great show, but gee, we miss Alex when she's not there. <laughs> so, so there's that kind of point. And I think there's the gender perspective as well. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, from a communication standpoint, people really like, for some reason, I mean, a man's voice is so soothing. But I think um, a, a woman's voice, and, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of nasally, everyone. I know, I know. I have a deviated septum. But a woman's <laughs> voice can be um, almost nurturing. It can almost guide you through something. Yeah, you know, the nurture thing is important. And this is a good time to probably talk about this. We ran across something uh, talking about the fact that there are some ways that women tend to be if not better bosses, at least more engaging bosses. Mm-hmm. And uh, Heather Human wrote this article. What a name for a writer on HR stuff, Heather Human. She and you know she is, We've gone back to her a couple times. She's an excellent writer. Yeah, well, uh, we're gonna we have the hook out to her to have her on. That that would be great. I hope she takes us up on it. You listen to us, Heather. Here we go. Oh, please do, Heather. We uh, really like you. So uh, this is certainly not point counterpoint, but just the point she makes here about engagement are, are, are very, not, not subtle, but very I- important. Mm-hmm. And so she says to, and you know, I've said this before on the air it, you know, I'm sorry to the guys that are listening that I, I've worked for the best bosses I've had in my career have been women. Oh, and that, mm-hmm. and that may be me. That may be, you know, me and what I look for in a, in a boss or manager and, there's that. So to begin with, they're more engaged themselves. So they bring their own personal attitude to work. And uh, some Gallup work found that 41% of female managers are engaged in their work. And only 35% of male managers are. It's a lot of percentages missing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a significant difference, as the statisticians like to say. And yeah. female employees prefer female bosses. 
but it doesn't say about the male guys yet. So I may be an outlier in the data. So they're more <laughs> engaged at work. And so you think about that point we made earlier that 65% of the people that quit the, are the managers, not the people overall workers overall, but managers that quit their job are not quitting the company or the job. They're quitting their bosses. Yeah. So it makes a break. the distaff side, you know, brings something for us to learn here. Yeah. You know, I think that, um, uh, I've always said that your manager kind of makes, makes your job or makes your experience. So, you know, you could have the worst job in the world, but if you love your boss, you stick around for it because you know, you, you care, you, you start to invest some sort of, uh, um, not an attachment, but at least an emotional investment in your job. If you like the people that you work with and you like your work. So, and you know, that might be, um, uh, that might be true for both male and female, uh, employees, but you know, emotional investment, um, is something that, and I, and I don't have any statistics that, you know, in front of me about that, but you know, it, it may be that, a female uh, manager could be more emotionally invested, not only in their work, but in the, you know, in their employee structure as well. Yeah. And that's why, you know, they're engaged with their work. They're also engaged with their employees. Yeah. So we've also talked about, you know, the importance of giving employees something to mirror, you know, exhibit behaviors that we want our employees to imitate. And the fact that, women are more engaged, you know, is going to lead to employees that are more engaged by inference. I kind of think that's important. Right. Another point she makes that women are more likely to encourage development. Employees working for females are one and a quarter times. That's 1.26 times more likely than employees working for males to strongly agree. There is someone at work who encourages their development. And what do we mean by that? That doesn't mean getting the job done. That means, no, it means making you better. Yeah, and making and in turn making your work better. You know, if you if you can kind of uh, guide someone in the right direction, then they're gonna kind of continue on that upward slope. You know, they're they're more likely to help employees set goals. They're more likely to give them the appropriate feedback on their skills and helping them design them for the future. Hmm. Gosh, that's really interesting. Third it difference is. is they provide uh, they provide regular feedback. You know, a big it's mistake. Just something that I have to have. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Because if you just sit down with somebody once a year, once every six months to go over the feedback cycle, uh, there's no. You know, there's just, there can be no surprises at that time. There could be no surprises. And if you're only doing it, then that's, that's it. Well, and also if you have no, um, if you have real, no, no real grasp on your progress, you can easily fall into mediocrity. And I know that we're going to talk about that, um, in one of the coming episodes, but you know, it's important because you, if you don't know whether you're doing great or you're doing terrible, you're going to just kind of play that middle ground. Yeah, so Gallup says that uh, if you're working under a lady boss, that she's 1.29 times. That's significant. When we get up to these numbers in 1.20 something, that's a lot. More likely than male leaders to say something that has talked to them about their progress recently. 
So that's different. I think that's where that nurturing thing starts to show up a little bit right there. Women will, are more likely to give, uh, to give engaging coaching feedback than corresponding male managers. Hey, do you know there's an app for engagement? <laughs> I'm not what? aware of it, but you know, after after we get done here, I'm going to go find it. Uh, use an app like Engagedly. We'll link that up to to encourage conversations. Huh. Engagedly, wow. Maybe that's like those little decks of cards, you know, that they put in in social situations. I guess in bars where you just pull a card out and everybody has to answer that question or something like that. Yeah, maybe it's something more professional than that. Uh, what's another difference do you think? Hmm. Well, I think, you know, this whole, um, the, the whole feedback, uh, really can lead into, you know, what kind of feedback you're getting. So, uh, positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement is, um, is a, is a funny one because, you know, Heather, Heather states here that Gallup found that employees, um, are, you know, 1.17 times more likely to have received recognition or praise for good work. Um, though, you know, that, that praise is, is helpful because then again, you know, you're getting that feedback, you're getting positive reinforcement. Whereas, you know, it, it doesn't say, we don't have statistics that men give negative reinforcement, but women do just tend to uh, give more positive reinforcement statistically. Yeah, they're more likely. Here's the researcher coming forward. They're more likely to give positive reinforcement. You know, go back to you think about the whole reinforcement cycle issues and negative reinforcement. Oh, yeah, guys are, you know, much more likely to walk around with a hammer and everything looks like a nail. Yeah. And uh, they're also perceived to be more honest and ethical. Uh I, I wonder why that's true. This is another piece, not from Gallup, this is from Pew, that said uh, 31% of people consider women in top positions to be more honest, and uh, only 3% said the opposite. Oh. And that's like out of, you know, almost 2,000, you know, data points there. So, wow. So, I mean, that's that's a general uh, general human perception. You know, I don't know if there's any statistics behind that other than people saying, well, I think that this is how I feel, you know, but, you know, it's kind of a whole uh, Mother Teresa complex, if you will. You know, you feel more comfortable around women. You, you feel that women are caretakers. So, you, you know, you're obviously perceived as more honest and ethical, though it's kind of a puritanical take on things. Um, you know, that is generally how Americans kind of think. So it, it may be that, you know, that they could go kind of go 50 50 male or female on ethics here, but it, it's employees kind of are perceiving their female um, employers as, you know, more approachable, um, maybe, uh, you know, happier, maybe, uh, you know, more engaged, obviously. Um, and, you know, we talked about all those points just now. So it, it really does come down to, you know, how you're kind of holding yourself and how you're communicating with your employees. Yeah, there's that approachable word again. Gee, just like, you know, that's, that's, uh, almost in the mythology of the, uh, <laughs> the show here now, the approachable that and the transparency are like, 
it's almost like they're haunting us at this point because you, we can't have a show without either. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, so if you wanted to be more approachable, how would, how would you do that? Well, I think that if you open up a dialogue, you know, obviously you're, you're kind of asking for, to be approached. You're asking to, to, you know, kind of give that, that feedback, whether it be positive, negative, um, you know, whether you're, you're having reinforcement behind it or you're just saying, all right, this is, this is how we're doing progress wise. You know, if you, if you open it up and say, okay, I want you to come to me and ask me how you're doing. If you, if you see it fit, if you want to know how you're doing, just ask me, you know, or if, if, uh, you know, you want to, I don't know, learn more about this, or if you want to sit down with me and just have a nice chat, you know, you can just open yourself up, but you know, it's, it really is, you know, and you, you can think about it even with your family. You know, if you say, well, Hey, you know, did you want to talk to me about, about what you think about this? Then clearly, I mean, you're opening up the dialogue. So as long as you can kind of make yourself available and make yourself approachable, you know, make yourself um, an honest, uh, an honest figure. You know, you're not you know, again transparency. As long as you can be transparent with your employees, you know, I, I think that that could can open you up to an opportunity to male or female be able to be more engaged with your employees. I, you know, I think her her point here, her her next last sentence that I'm going to read, which is just the key, not to take away from all this, is show employee leaders. Uh, are dedicated to helping them have a happier and healthier work environment. Well, I'm for that. And if you, you show you're committed to that, that that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Heather, come join us in the conversation here. Boy, we'd love to talk to you more about this. All good things. Hey, I want to take time here to say a little bit more about the new Leaderati. And you could find it more by texting Labrador to three, three, four, four, four. And here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a founder's edition, which means, you know, it's going to be affordable to you and it's going to start late in the summer. And I'll tell you the date because we've talked to so many people about this and it is going to include, uh, online courses, which you can take, uh, at your own speed with resources, plus weekly group coaching calls, plus private group coaching calls and it's going to last. I have it sketched out at about five to six weeks. And you know, that is just going to be great for people that, you know, do not want to have to go to get an MBA to learn all this and not have to go through that accounting class to just to get through the leadership stuff. It's good for folks that have been in key roles their entire life and just really want to brush up their skills. And it's for everybody that just, sighs out of frustration at someone that they really have trouble working with on the job and they want to be more and do more. And those are the folks we're looking for. Lots of stuff coming out about this. And uh, so how does that sound to you? Well, I'm hoping that, you know, our, our listeners recognize um, we don't have age statistics on our, on our listeners. You know, we have geographic ones. We have, uh, we have um, when, when you're downloading us, we're not really sure age wise, you know, we have a general, uh, a general idea, but I really do hope, um, that, you know, some younger folks do step in and realize that this is a great resource. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it myself and I really hope that, um, you know, it, it just kind of 
helps to grow our lab leadership community. I, I'll tell you, we, we struck a core with a lot of people because the folks that have been engaging with us and have clicked the big orange button to join the conversation to us already now are in ra age range from 25 to 60. There we go. And in the middle too, it. you know, that, that, that's you and me at each end there on the bookends, but mm -hmm. you know, everybody that we're filling all the buckets in the middle too. So that's good. Great. So keep your ear to the ground, text three, three, four, four, four Labrador to three, three, four, four, four. And you'll hear more about this cause seats are limited. Of course, we want to make sure we punch your ticket. What do you think of that? Heather, Heather human. I'm going to reach out to you today. See if we can get you on here soon. Thank you so yeah. much, Alex, for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a great one. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. From Bob. Yes, in all honesty, the best bosses I've had have generally been women, and the engagement factor has been a key. Regular feedback is the key loop in that. Once again, folks, have a great week, a great weekend. Take care of one another, and we will both see you soon. Bye-bye.